Congressman Dan Muser. Good morning, Dan. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Ninth District U.S. Congressman. Uh, he's uh, he's a new congressman for a lot of people. Wide ranging district, all the way up to Susquehanna and Wyoming counties. And uh, did I hear you say that th- this district is bigger than Connecticut itself? It is almost a thousand square miles larger, uh, but it's extremely manageable where I live in northern Luzerne County, if you will. It's kind of in the center. Uh, our main office is remaining in uh, Pottsville, uh, which um, is also quite centric for the for the district. But but we're now opening up offices in uh, Williamsport, as well as Tunkanic, and we'll continue an office in in Lebanon and in Hamburg, all the way down in uh, northern Berks County. Well, we so we're we're just ready to, uh, to to serve the district with great constituent services. That's one thing that we can control, great constituent services. All right, well, keep up the good work. Well, thank you, and we know you get to to visit our studios occasionally in person, so we certainly welcome you back here as time permits. So you have a new 9th district. We'll say that. You also have a new committee. You're on the House Financial Services Committee, so I want to start out with that because controlling the purse strings really relates to everything else that you and Republicans wish to accomplish in the years ahead. So let's start out with uh, House Financial Services Committee. How critical is that if we're looking at finding some solutions in Washington? Well, you know, it's a a very important committee. I mean, it has oversight of the SEC and oversight of Wall Street, oversight of the Fed, a monetary system, uh, insurance industry, uh, as well as as, um, federal housing. So, and and, and others. We we have a couple of uh, additional task force. We have a lot of oversight of the money flow throughout the world. Uh, we're going to be focusing on tracking funding that's going to the cartels that are poisoning our uh, our citizens, uh, as well as terrorist dollars. So it's going to be a very active um, committee. Now, the reason that I, I got on it was uh, a couple of reasons. One, it fits with my background, but, but two, we, um, we don't have any Republicans on that committee in Pennsylvania or all of New England, for that matter. Uh, we, we will have uh, one new member from, from New York, uh, Mike Lawler, who was just, uh, who was just uh, elected in. But how it's going to benefit the district, we're going to be able to work with our community banks, um, our larger banks, uh, and we're going to, one thing I'm going to be focusing on is minimizing, if not eliminating, uh, some of the completely uh, um, unjustified ESG mandates that are being put on banks when they do funding for uh, coal, uh, oil, and natural gas. Uh, the SEC director, uh, by the name of Gensler, uh, has set mandates on banks to require them to maintain very minimal uh, carbon footprints in their investments. And most of their, their regulations are, are ridiculous. Uh, telling banks that they had better not work with or extend credit to coal companies, for instance, uh, whether they're, whether the coal is for uh, the raw material of steel uh, to be to be used for filter systems, as much of our anthracite is, or if it's to be burned. And so it's, it's targeting an, an industry based upon a woke green ideology, and um, it, it has no jurisdiction. It's actually unlawful yet they've been getting away with it. So that's going to be one of my focuses, to assist our coal industry, 
and our natural gas industry when it comes to their access to capital. And, Mark, real quickly, you know, most small businesses have real challenges when it comes to access to capital. And I'm all about small business. I've been on the Small Business Committee. There's a good chance I'm going to remain on it. That's uh, not determined yet. That'll be this week. But I'll always be advocating, fighting for small businesses as they make up 70% of the employment throughout Pennsylvania's ninth. And uh, their access to capital is is coming under various new regulations on on the community bank. So there's, there's real important work to be done there, and I hope to deliver for the ninth. A lot of turmoil, uh, Dan, in the uh, reorganization of this particular Congress. Among the things, uh, Kevin McCarthy has said that he's not going to reappoint three members of the Democratic Party to their House positions, Adam Schiff, Eric Swalwell, and Ilhan Omar. And then you have the case of uh, the Republican lying Congressman Santos, who apparently he's trying to protect or, you know, maybe soften uh, what he's done. Where do you come down in all this? Well, you know, the turmoil people saw, I was certainly in the middle of it and um, on the House floor, and I would argue that was democracy um, in, in, in public view. Uh, we don't have a lot of controls on us we, in, in the Republican caucus. We, have, we all have a voice. And in the end, it made us better, and people saw it happen. Our rules are better. Uh, we will have a more strict agenda. Uh, that's in the interests of uh, of the American people. Uh, we have limits now on on, on spending. Uh, we have more balanced committees. So in the end, I think it's uh, it's united us. It aired out a lot, and it's made us stronger. Now uh, on the issues that you bring up, look, you know, um, Omar, one of the uh, members from Minnesota, uh, she's uh, look. The fact is, she's made many uh, comments that are that are anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Israel. And she's on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, that is a challenge because you meet with people from all different parts of the world, and if they know that there's a sitting bias, uh, that is something that is uh, not favorable. So uh, uh, Speaker McCarthy made that commitment, and, and he plans on seeing it through. Now, regarding Swalwell and um, Schiff, you know, Schiff is on record for, for over the years of stating things that were terribly untrue and using intelligence from his committee for political purposes. So, look, I'm, I'm not sure if he has the, the, the uh, jurisdiction. Well, first of all, that's not even a committee that they're on. That's a, uh, that's a task force. So, so that's not a, uh, the intelligence isn't a standing committee. So uh, Speaker um, uh, Pelosi uh, removed one of our, uh, one of our members from their uh, committees, and that was Marjorie Taylor Greene, who happens to be a friend of mine, and she's uh, actually a very effective, uh, thoughtful uh, member of Congress, un- unlike what most of the media projects her as. And Speaker Pelosi set the precedent of taking her off of committees, and for for what? Because she liked a a uh, a meme or, or whatever on social media from years ago that was anti-Pelosi. So, so that seemed wrong, and it was, and it was unprecedented. Uh, but here you have those on the Intel Committee uh, that have done things. I mean, Eric Swalwell, maybe not be a, be a bad guy. I actually talked to him on occasion. Uh, we see 180 degrees different on every policy. But he's on the Intel Committee, and he was dating a spy from the Chinese Communist Party for years. 
So, so, and, and he was not forthright about it. Uh, they hid it. So there are some real good reasons why uh, they should not be sitting on our intelligence committee. And How about Santos? Well, you know, good question. Look, um, you know, he's uh, really uh, seems to be a very troubled uh, person uh, to make things up and lie. Now, I don't know all of the all of the facts of the matter. There's a lot of uh, anecdotal information, and I hear things almost regularly on him. So, so what we need to do is get to the bottom of what's true and what's not. And we won't be asking him, by the way. Uh, we'll we'll find out on our own. But um, that's funny. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> right, right. Okay. But secondly, you know, we got to get a pulse of what his district wants. Already, the local party out there, Long Island, has uh, voted to oust him, and I think in a unanimous way. Um, now, there's also an argument that hey, the people elected him. Uh, the people should be the ones taking them out. Now, on the same note, Congress does have the authority to remove a member. You need two-thirds vote in the House, uh, the full House, in order to do that. And it's happened uh, 20 times in our history. Eighteen of those times, by the way, was during, was right after the Civil War, and it was done for treason uh, reasons. So, so outside of that, it's only been twice. So it's not, not something that's been weaponized or utilized much in the past. So you've got to be careful with that. But you know we got to um, we got to see if, if the criteria is if he's taken actions that are unbecoming that of a member of Congress. I think he has, uh, but but to what degree and how much do we do we respect the vote of the people in that district? Now they may just have to wait uh, 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 two years, twenty three months at this point. Um, and already McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy, has said he's not going to be put on any important committees. So we'll see what that means. But it's a it's a bad situation, you know. I, I look. I, I think if anybody deliberately lies, uh, even in, in, in regular campaigning, I think they should uh, get that one strike against them. And, and I think it's a two strike game if you actually do it twice or even once for that matter. I mean, you lose trust. One of the biggest problems we have right now is trust in our elected officials, particularly on the federal level, I think. And, um, and I don't like people, Republican or Democrat, that, that help erode that trust. So he's, he's definitely not my kind of guy. You're not going to see me sitting next to him or conversing with him or asking for his advice. And uh, all things being equal, I wish he wasn't elected, uh, but we've gonna, we're going to have to deal with it because, you know, we don't need deceitful individuals that, that's a that's a darn sure we need people who are here for the right reasons that were voted in with integrity and will um will carry out their word um you know uh, i mean you know our, our government was already as i said lost a lot of trust we, we can't lose any more let's talk about the southern border uh, republicans hope to really shore things up there what are the tangible uh, Actual, maybe hardware or software things that can be done at the southern border to seal it off? Well, I'll tell you what, it was done before. There's no question. It was the, the border was under control. It wasn't perfect, but it was 120th in some cases what, what it is today. I mean, there are some months that are literally 20 times worse uh, than they were in um, after a year of President Trump in office. So certainly remain in Mexico is the main thing. Um, People are coming across, Mark, and they're being coached by cartels to say in English that I'm in fear for my life for my government. Those, that phrase right there warrants somebody an asylum adjudication in the United States of America. Is that crazy? That's just wrong. 
So that's what they're being, without any background, without any knowledge. And how can you get any background when you have 250,000 illegals coming across the border on a regular basis? So that in itself, uh, our asylum laws are not being enforced. And now the Biden administration and Mayorkas want to actually lift Title 42, which will clearly increase. There's no question about it. The already outrageous number of, of people you know, that means in three days, or excuse me, in three months, 250000 a month, that's the entire 9th Congressional District in a three-month period. So here's the thing. Mayorkas uh, is unlawfully not following the law, not enforcing the law. So, yes, there will be an impeachment. Uh, um, there's impeachment uh, proceedings uh, have been introduced, and I, I think I'm going to be supporting that. Because the man, the Secretary of Homeland Security, has looked me in the eye and told me that the border is secure. And that's quite infuriating to me and to my 700,000-plus uh, constituency. And it should be. So it's outrageous. It's costing us tons of money. It's bringing drugs in. It's killing Americans. There's, there's not only drug trafficking, there's human trafficking. Mayorkas needs to be impeached and taken out of office and, uh, and brought up on charges uh, of uh, malignancy, but um, you know, and, and the Biden administration, by the way, there's no other there's no other conclusion other than they're doing this deliberately um, to to bring it to allow an open border like this to bring in millions of illegals uh, for the, for the purpose of, um, of of gaining uh, somehow in their view gaining uh, new support, new voters, etc. Uh, etc. Et to uh, to uh, uh, to um, you know, strengthen their own party and, uh, and and political ambitions. It's outrageous. It's wrong. It's sick. Well, let's talk about documents being found in strange places. Now, President Biden historically said about President Trump, how could anybody be that irresponsible? <laughs> well, how could Joe Biden be that irresponsible? And is this a problem? Is you know, is, is this going to be another investigation? How do you think Congress is going to handle this? Boy, you know, you know, Biden uh, a couple of weeks back on 60 Minutes in a pompous, arrogant manner stated how 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 irresponsible. Meanwhile, he probably knew at the time that he he'd already done it, or maybe he didn't. Certainly, his handlers did. Uh, uh, the level of disorganization in that White House as a whole is uh, is is creating wars across the the, the, the world. Uh, created our border crisis, created our economic crisis. Uh, they're, they're doing everything wrong, frankly. But uh, moving on to, to the question, uh, look, he was vice president when he took these classified documents. That's against the law. That's against the rules, and it's against the law. And they all knew it. Okay, when President Trump took them, he was president. He made acknowledgement of that he was taking some. His place that he kept. I'm not saying what President Trump did was right, but it was not unlawful. Did he perhaps break some rules? I'm not sure about that even. But in Biden's case, he definitely broke rules and he broke the law. That's clear. Now, they, they, they state how he mistakenly took them. Well, he's had them for six years. They're in his garage um, that, that good old Hunter has access to, who we, who we know is a deviant and engaged in highly shady business deals worldwide and being paid huge amounts of money just for sitting in on a board meeting. I mean, millions and millions and millions of dollars. 
So, so which is which is you know, if you wrote a movie on this, it would be hard to actually uh, accept and, and believe. Um, and um, and now and now he's getting treatment. He, his house didn't get raided. Not even raided. The FBI didn't even call and say, "Hey, do you mind if we go just review some of these documents uh, of President Biden while we kiss your butt?" Because um, you know, if you don't mind, sir. In, in, in Trump's case, they, they they were on conversation with him. They were talking, and the following day, they they, they raided his house and, and and searched it. So the double standard is clear. There's serious bias, and we have task forces now that we have. Uh, Speaker McCarthy in place and majority in the House. We're gonna we're gonna be looking to get to getting to the bottom of, of, of all of this, and hopefully uh, that's what the American people want: transparency and accountability. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, one quick question. Well, I'm, it's going to be a quick question. The, the length of the answer is up to you. Uh, you and other Republicans very much concerned about what what makes perfect sense. Uh, looking into the targeting of political opponents and online censorship. The FBI helping Facebook, uh, do, you know, do their uh, you know sort of one sided use of that platform. What can be done about that? Find out what the issue is, and then what? Yeah, well, we um, we we just began in our, in our rules a, com- a committee, a task force, to to review the weaponization of the federal government, and just the idea that that made the most sensible uh, name for this task force is in itself uh, very unfortunate to say the least, and quite disturbing to the American people. So yeah, we're we're going to be. Um, re- reviewing these these matters, uh, we're going to be calling in the FBI, both in full committee and in this task force, as to what was going on there. Why was this stated when it was clearly false? Uh, and we th- and they knew it because they had the laptop. They heard it. They reviewed it. Why they do that before a presidential election? So so yeah, we we very unfortunately have issues. Uh, we need to uncover them. We need to make it transparent. We cannot break the people's trusts. We can't. We, we look, and we have to chew gum at the same time. We have real national security issues. We've got energy issues. We've got economic issues that need to be dealt with. We need to rein in the spending, uh, and we, we need to do the common sense right thing for the American people. And they have to nod and agree that yes, we we are operating in their interests, and that's my goal. That's my role. And um, and I think our Republican caucus is is in line with that as well. Well, thank you again for the yes, opportunity. Thank you. Uh, you got an open mic here. Anytime you can call in with specific updates on specific things. Anytime. And uh, we're, we're always glad to have you. Dan. Yep, we'd love to see you back yeah, in hey, the studio. Yeah, hey, likewise, and thanks. And you know what? Next time I'll definitely be in the studio. I'll, I'll be in there next month. I appreciate that invitation.